Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host, Scotty Bentley, also host at Locked On Tigers. And Scotty, it was not a very good weekend to be a Detroit Red Wings fan. Um, We kind of talked about it on Thursday's episode, what they would have to do to bounce back and beat the Colorado Avalanche. And they absolutely did not do any of it. Yeah, they didn't do that, did they? That was no. not 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 quite uh, not quite what happened. Um, I it was not good. It was not good at all. Uh, all I mean, offensively, you know, three goals. That's kind of nice, I guess. Um, but <laughs> what the, our last three games, we've given up seven goals, six goals, five goals. Yeah, it, that it was it combined. What like sixteen goals in the last? That's not good. That's yeah, no. the right math. Probably worse than that. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't think that was accurate math, but I think it's actually worse. Yeah, I think what I think. Goals. Yeah, well, you were close. Eighteen. Yeah, it's not good whatsoever. And I, it's hard to even talk about a game like that because so coming off the second half of a back to back, and you just got thrashed, thoroughly thrashed by the St. Louis Blues. Your starting goaltender got pulled. After the second period, Thomas Grice had to come fill in. You knew he was starting the next day in Colorado. You knew you're going to Colorado, which is another time change. The game was, what, 9 o'clock start, that game? Mm-hmm. It just had all the makings of a disaster for the Detroit Red Wings, and it the, that prophecy came true. And, we, you know, we try to stay here on the program. We try to stay optimistic and be like, oh, any given day. And it's true. Any given day, you know, Red Wings could have surprised us. But the odds were not in the Red Wings' favor. I think before the game, I saw like a statistic from Evolving Hockey floating around saying the Red Wings had like a 15% chance or something wild like that to win that hockey game. And it it wasn't close. It was three to nothing in like the first five minutes of the game. And Thomas Grice got pulled for Alex Nedeljkovic, who ended up t- obviously taking over for the rest of that game. But it, I mean, didn't really, you know, he came in and it wasn't that much better. I mean, he still faced, he let in three goals. He did have an impressive 923 save percentage, but just the quality of the hockey team that is Colorado is just unfathomable. And then when you mix that with the fact that Detroit's coming in, you know, it has no depth. They have a ton of injuries, ton of COVID guys for that game. It was just a disaster waiting to happen. And you saw it with the final seven to three, Scotty, just it, it, not good. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like we, the goalie situation was, was, the star, starter, especially right, Grice had a rough game. Um, got got pulled halfway through the first period. That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, understatement. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. Um, and and Ned, while he did let in three goals, uh, he faced forty shots in two and a half periods. So like you know, <laughs> you give him a little bit of a break on that one, I guess. But uh, the defense was was. It doesn't even really do it justice or like it's not even really fair to say that the defense struggled or was bad. They were just flat out like outmatched, like playing. they were playing a different sport. Like it, yeah. was, like it wasn't even 
It wasn't like a oh, like you know, th- they looked really bad today, or or oh, the other like the, the Colorado's offense looked really good or whatever. Like it was, it was truly just not even comparable situations because that's how much better Colorado's offense looked. Not comparable situation, and you know we don't want to make excuses and like be like oh well they are just outclassed, but I guess we are making an excuse because they they genuinely were outclassed in this game, and you know you want to be like oh they still should have won, but it was just it was a really tall task, and I can't even they got thrashed, and yeah I'm disappointed. You know we four game losing streak to a five game winning streak to now a three game losing streak. Obviously I'm disappointed, but it's so hard to be mad at a team. For losing, I mean, seven and three is unacceptable. It absolutely is. Yeah. But on the second half of a back-to-back, when you're playing the a quality team, St. Louis Blues, not to an elite team like the Colorado Avalanche, who have what was it, six players who over a point per game? I think we talked about last yes. Thursday. I mean, Nedeljkovic came in in relief and he let in three goals, but he faced 39 shots in relief. He only played 45 minutes of that game. So the first 15 or 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, was Thomas Grice in that game. Alex Nedeljkovic, in less than an entire game, faced nearly 40 shots and made 36 saves. It was Nedeljkovic's best performance since, you know, his last four-game start streak where before the three games where he looked poor. And it was. was. <laughs> and he still couldn't do anything to save yeah. the team. It, it, it was, his, his especially if you're just looking at safe percentage and stuff like that. I mean, it was comfortably his best performance of this little slump he's been on. And, uh, I, I mean, he got pulled – in in what his last outing, right? Didn't was that his yeah, most that recent was, start? That was St. Louis. He, right, he four. he got pulled. So like, I uh, I don't know, man. That it, it's just hard to put too much on Ned. I'll, I'll put a lot on Grice. I mean, he had like a he let in what four on seven shots or something absurd. I'll I'll uh, I'll you know yeah, that four. that that's unacceptable no matter how bad the defense is, but. Safe percentage um, of five seven one in those yeah, seven shots. Certainly yeah. not great, <laughs> but in Ned's case, man, like a solid safe percentage. He faced forty shots in not even not even two and a half periods. I mean, uh, you'll you'll give him the benefit of the doubt and just chalk it up to absolutely non-existent defense. Is that a like I I. It like I said, saying it was bad isn't even like accurate. It it just wasn't. It just wasn't the same sport that they the two yeah. teams were playing. That the defense was putrid. And I go back to it, but like, where can you even place the blame in this game? On like, the offense looked bad. The defense looked bad. They both looked putrid. But again, playing an elite Colorado Avalanche team, and the Detroit Red Wings have a plethora of at the time had a plethora of guys out. You know, Mark Stahl was out, Gustav Lindstrom was out, and Jake Rivard said it on yesterday's episode. They have been a solid defensive pairing for the Detroit Red Wings, and both of them are out. And and thankfully, they're going to be back for this game tonight against the New York Islanders. But, I mean, and we'll talk about that, but it, it, this game, you have Dan Renouf on defense. You have Jordan Osterley in defense. Neither of those guys, Dan Renouf's a, a call-up. Osterley was not an everyday player until these injuries started to occur. You know, it's just your forward group is not performing to what they should be, but you're still missing your top line winger. You're missing a good depth piece like Mitchell Stevens, Stephen Mitchell's Mitchell Stevens. We go back and forth <laughs> on what his first and last name are, but it, this is just the, this is the state of the team. But despite all of that, like you can't make an excuse for a loss that bad. Like you have all those factors against you, but winning hockey teams 
overcome those deficits. They do. I mean, they, they certainly play a lot goes. closer than seven, three. I and, mean, you know, the, yeah, like we're not, we're not asking for, for you to go out and wipe the abs every time you play them. But I mean, my good, the last three games have been horrible. Like, <laughs> like we said, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. I mean, five goals against six goals against seven goals against that. I mean, that can't that, or was it six, six, seven? I mean, it just, just horrible. The, the, the defense has been non-existent. The goaltending has been bad. And while the offense hasn't been, you know, we've seen worse offensive performances over the last couple of years, for sure. It, it certainly hasn't been good enough to make up for how bad they are on the defensive end. No, it absolutely hasn't. And we'll continue to, I guess, complain, rant, vent, yeah. pick one of the above. We deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we, we get to vent about this one. Uh, on the other side of this one, but first I got to talk to you guys about Omaha Steaks. Scotty, I mentioned it last time I had this read. I had not had an Omaha Steak anything until the previous, now two weekends ago when I went to my parents. And my dad goes, hey, I have an Omaha Steak Burgers. And I go, well, that's a coincidence. Because <laughs> I, I, I have not tried Omaha Steaks and I got to talk about them. I asked him if he used uh, keyword skill, keyword lockdown, or I'm sorry, keyword NHL to get those Omaha burgers, but he got it through his work. Oh, what a fail. But you, the fine listener, can get these Omaha steaks and Omaha steak burgers using code locked or code NHL. It's usually code locked on, so I'm getting twisted, but it's code NHL for Omaha steak burgers. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha steaks make it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak burgers. That's what my dad eight. made. Eight. And they are eight. phenomenal. Some of the best burgers I've ever had. And you get those free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you will get eight free burgers. Eight. eight. When entering the code NHL. Uh, achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. Eight. Eight. Also got to talk to you guys today about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of America's greatest, largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offered Offers coverages not available everywhere. 
or for all phones slash networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Back to Lidstrom, couldn't one-time it. Lidstrom to Zetterberg. Cornwall shooting, score! Cornwall wins it, 400 for Chris Osgood! Eight. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) You beat me to it. Yeah, I knew you were going to do it. I had to beat you. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, second segment here, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, which, of course, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you know that already. If you listen to us on Spotify. We look great. Apple Pod, we do. Honestly, your new mic, Ed, you just look. You look like a pro, man. I know. I found out how to mirror my camera, too, so that I actually oh, look can read the, it now. We're making moves. Yeah. So it doesn't read Rishfith. It now reads Fisher on that jersey in the background. Look him up on Elite Prospects, everybody. No, that's not my jersey. That's, your, that's a Yuri Fisher jersey. But I am yeah. on Elite Prospects. I did. I, and all the stats are wrong for that, by the way. Uh, I played four games. And I couldn't even get those four games right. Uh, retired. Reti- it says retired. I don't even know. All right. All right. Well, that, 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 is a, that is an anecdote for maybe at the end if we have time. Yeah, that, that's a fun. That's a fun off day story, honestly. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the Red Wings lost to the Colorado Avalanche, and as as we begin to look ahead, Scotty, things do get easier for the Red Wings. Um, they have had three days off now, so they had Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off after just a thrashing from the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues back to back days, but. Now they we look ahead and we look at the New York Islanders at ahead of schedule. They are getting a couple pieces back that will help fill in major gaps that they have missing. In Tyler Bertuzzi is the number one guy, and Gustav Lindstrom, who we also cannot overlook as the other guy. And I I'm hoping with a team that is, you know, they've broke their losing streak. Now they've got two wins in the last three or four games, if I recall correctly. But hopefully the New York Islanders are still that team that coming into Little Caesars Arena with how good Detroit is at home, with the pieces they're getting back, they can stop this skid, snap this skid, and get back to winning hockey games because this team is teetering on the edge of falling out of the playoff picture. And if they want to continue to be a wild card team through the end of the season, they have got to stop this now. Like this home game is the last home game for a while. They have got to stop it now. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time, right? How important consistency is and how much consistency is uh is is prevalent in winning teams right good good teams don't go on four or five game losing streaks where they give up six straight goals uh and and every single game that's that's not something that good teams do so we you know we, we need to realize that we probably were playing a little bit above expectations as is and and that the growing pains that we are going through are going to see us go on the win streaks where we beat good teams and then also probably go on some losing streaks where we get absolutely throttled like we have in the last week and you're right if if they want to maintain this belief that they are that the Red Wings are going to fight for a playoff spot then that you you have you, you not only have to put a stop to it you have to you have to like dominate a game. Yeah. Like you can't. Like we have been, uh, we have barely played hockey the last three games. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the fact that 
I went on and, and said that the Preds' performance was one of the worst, if not the worst of the year, and then they followed up the next two games with bigger blowouts than that is is remarkable. So they they need to put a stop to it. At a bare minimum, you got to get a point. Send a game to overtime or something. You you have to you have to get back on the horse if you want to hold any belief that this is not another rebuild year and you actually yeah. took a huge step forward and want to fight for the postseason. And I, I'm going to pull the rug right out from under you, Scotty. That was a beautiful tirade, and I agree with everything. But there, I do want to back up uh, a second because there was one thing from that Colorado Avalanche game that we did not address. That's just a little anecdote. We can move on right after that. Uh, but both Nemestikov and Helm scored goals against their former teams in that game. Yes, absolutely. Beauty. See, we have to talk about it. We, we, we have to mention it at least. Beauty. Uh, Nemestikov, that was his 100th career goal, I believe, as well. It was. So he's he's continued to have a sneaky good season. One of the few bright spots in that game was he's had a really good season. Yeah, I mean, real nice trade piece. Yeah, he's been a, yes, he's been. A, we'll, we'll we'll get into that as we get closer to the deadline. But um, but yeah, no, he's been he's been a, a great bright spot. We talk about depth all the time and how important that is, and and he's been a fantastic bright spot to to the bottom six on this team. Yeah, um, a, I think he at practice the practice today or when we're recording this on Monday, he was slotted in on his wing on the second line during practice. So I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Now my big, my one fear with that would be as we begin to shift back to looking ahead to the Islanders game. Now he's been playing really well in the role that he's been giving given. I would be afraid of pushing him up in the lineup and make, you know, playing him above his level, you know, if he, you know, it's worth a shot. It's worth trying him. Blasho loves to mix and match the lineups. And Islanders are a good game, a good game to test the Vlad Nemesnikov theory, like if he could play a, a top six uh, position on. But I would be afraid of giving too much power and pressure on his shoulders and seeing that production he's been getting on the bottom six fall off. Yeah, definitely. And and we've talked about that before with with other players too, right? Like Suter, when Suter had to play one C, like we talked about how. How he's a he's a great depth center and, and does wonders for the depth of this team, but certainly isn't a one C on a competitive team. So he's you know he looked bad in the game he had to play one C, but he's not a bad player. You know what I mean? Like you you don't want you don't want a situation like that on your hands where you're just throwing a dude into the fire and he's completely overwhelmed and and outmatched, much like our our defense in the last week. But he. It's it's worth a shot, and and like you said, Blashill's so keen on on mixing and matching and doing crazy line experiments as is. Uh, I I have full faith that if we get if he gets like two shifts into a game and just looks overpowered, that Blashill will just mid game switch <laughs> a line and put him back down to three. Like I I, ha- I have no worries about uh, the the short hook on on Jeff Blashill. Yeah, and I think the, the he switched him with Zadina, if I'm recalling correctly from the tweet. I don't have it up in front of me. Which Z, they had Zadina on the third line. Is with, that really that big of a deal? It the, the problem Zadina is, is he is an enigma because he has all the tools to be an elite top six forward, but for some reason he's just struggling to get it all together. And moving him down in the lineup is used as a as a motivator, you know, like show me you can prove it, and then I'll move you back up. But I he's that's not that it's not his first trip down in the lineup and it's not really fixed anything. And his like for, and we talk about it, like his war 
Hockey War hates him. But hates Corsi, him. his Corsi is always good. So it's it's like a struggle between the advanced analytics of whether or not Philip Zadina is a strong asset on the ice day in and day out. And I want to continue. And again, and Jake mentioned it and we've mentioned it. it this is his first full season. He's, mm-hmm. This is his fourth year in the NHL, but it's his first full season. So he, his growth has almost been stunted. So I don't want to make this a Philip Zadina podcast because we can get off, we can get on huge tangents, but I, I would be a little anxious about switching their roles because I don't want Nemestikov to be in over his head and I don't want Philip Zadina to get buried when I think he does still have room to grow and room to blossom. I, I agree. I, I think he abs- right. He absolutely still has has room to to grow, and I, I still believe that that Zadina has a ceiling of being a damn good hockey player. But um, I what I don't mind is moving him down, moving Vlad up, trading Vlad, and then moving Zadina back up. That I don't mind at all. That's I actually idea. I actually love that. It, okay. it takes the pressure off of Zadina for a little bit. Um, you know, less minutes, but, but less, less, uh, bad highlights, but less, less just getting exposed, but you know, he can he maybe buckle down and focus a little bit more, but, um, I, I really don't mind Zadina going down to, to, and I know people hate that because there's people are so passionate about Philip Zadina and, you know, he, everybody still wants him to, he's a polarizing player. Yes, absolutely. Extremely. So I, I understand, but if, if it's not going to be an everyday thing, I really don't think it's that deep or that big of a deal to just see if Vlad can play up there, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, and we'll continue this conversation looking ahead to the New York Islanders game. Uh, we, we really got to talk about the Bertuzzi and Lindstrom coming back. We kind of teased it, and then I got sidetracked talking about Nemestikov. <laughs> Bad on my part. But we pr- I promise I'll talk about them. But first, I got to talk about Stance, the comfiest underwear you will ever wear. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical invention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some nice alliteration right there. A typical aesthetic alongside it was. some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Darren McCarty comes back to Neiman in front of him. McCarty draws. McCarty in. McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Darren McCarty! Our final segment on Tuesday's edition of the Lockdown Red Wings. And uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Let's talk about that. Back in the lineup, he was he went 10 days without a, a single goal, then went on the COVID protocol list. So my question for you, Scotty, do you think he can be the spark despite being cold before he went on the COVID list? Do you think he can be that spark this team needs to snap this losing streak and win a game before going on the road for a while? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he's, he's proven. He's proven to be, right? Like, I mean, we've seen him sit out in, in games that we – play north of the border obviously he's the nhl's sole unvaccinated individual so we we have to see it now not for this extent or this length of time but 
we we've seen it whenever we come back from a road trip up north and uh he he absolutely is and and i think what's overlooked and we just talked about it in the last segment but what's overlooked is how aside from just the fact that he's one of the most talented players on this team and then aside from the fact that you're just getting back top line talent the reshuffling of the lines below him and now every you know you you have guys that might be oh this dude's a below average second line winger but he's an above average third line winger and there you go Bertuzzi indirect well directly but uh affects that because he's getting slotted in at the top so I I yeah he's obviously a massive impact player and and hopefully will be something to re-energize he's definitely a a a burly physical scrappy type of player so at at a minimum even if he's not producing a lot of points early on in his first games back games back after you know getting on the on the COVID list at a a minimum I hope he just brings some fight because (laughs) we've we've lost by four goals three goals for for the last week in a row yeah I think that in a weird twisted way, all this time off might help him because uh, he was on a cold streak. And I mean, obviously battling COVID is no joke. Uh, Detroit, the Red Wings have not talked about like how badly he was affected because, um, you know, the the severity really differs from person to person. But, you know, if assuming that he was, you know, okay and he wasn't too hardly affected by it, you know, that time off may have given him time to, you know, clear his mind and get back on the ice to have a greater impact because in his last five games alone, he only had one assist and that was it for his points. And those included some really nice wins again, uh, you know, at, at Boston first Buffalo and versus St. Louis. So he may have needed a little bit of a, a break again, hopefully assuming he didn't get awfully sick. If he got off, like we don't know, they didn't tell us, but if he remained fairly healthy and fairly asymptomatic with COVID, like, it could benefit him into clearing his mind and getting back on the ice and having an impact on that top line because early in the season, that Larkin and Raymond line with Bertuzzi on it was dynamite. And I mean, even without Bertuzzi, they've still been producing points. But having that third winger to really help with the chemistry would it's be one of the best lines in hockey. Yeah, he has absolutely been one of the best lines in hockey. Uh, there was that statistic that we sh- we talked about last week where the Boston's top line, which is and Boston has given it the moniker, the perfection line or whatever they called it. Yeah. Something to ask line like that. I mean, Detroit yeah, was only like 10 line, points yeah. beneath that with their top line. And Boston's one of the juggernauts in this league. They might not be up there in the standings, but that's because they, you know, lacking games played. Getting Bertuzzi back and having him have an impact. I mean, just him on the top line is huge for the chemistry, huge for the production. And we've talked about it before. It shuffles everyone back down in the lineup, back to a position where they can be effective. Absolutely. And and I, I hope indirectly it it fires up maybe a little bit of the defense too. I mean, my goodness, the the defense has been the, the biggest issue, obviously, in the last week. So as much as it, it's great that we're getting another top line forward kind of injected in there and, and the depth will get reshuffled and, and we're going to have a better situation in our forward group, I mean – uh, undoubtedly, we're going to need a kick on defense. So I, I'm hoping that indirectly, you know, Bert's a, a decent defender. I don't know. We'll 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 see how the how that affects the defense. Well, they are getting a nice kick because Gustav Lindstrom skated uh, in the practice on Monday as well. So it looks like he's going to be returning here off of uh, the 
the injured list. And uh, that means that Dan Renouf, our buddy, or boy, is probably getting sent back down if he hasn't already. Dan Renouf. Dan Renouf. And, yeah, I mean, that that's going to give them a, a nice, solid defensive defenseman in their bottom two pairs that is going to help lock things down for what I would assume would be Alex Nadelkovich starting in uh, the game on Tuesday against the I would New also Islanders. imagine that, yeah. I mean, that's just a depth defenseman who you can rely on not to be a glaring weakness in the back end like some of these mm-hmm. defensemen have been. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge injection, and, and Ned maybe coming off of a – uh, a nice little rebound game, even though he did give up three goals, but he faced a million shots, so not actually that bad. Maybe maybe a nice little rebound game for him. The defense gets a little spark. The offense gets one of their best players back. It's, it's And the Islanders stink this year. The thing is, just the Islanders don't have that bad of a roster. It's just this season has not been kind to them. The, the long road stretch, all the COVID stuff, the new arena and everything. I mean, they, they've just been put through the ringer there as a team. So it's, it's certainly not going to be some cupcake of, Oh, well the last three games we've played have all been against great teams. So now we're, you know, this should be an easy win or something like this is, this is still a, a, a pretty damn talented roster. It's just this season specifically has not gone their way. Any, uh, any rumblings in the Oracle category? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> not after this last week, not a chance. Yeah, this is their last. So they have a home game to, tonight by the time you're listening to this and then a home game against Colorado on December 20th. But besides a few sporadic home games, they're on the road for the, all of December here on out. They have this yeah. home game and then they got I'm sorry, they have, do they do play the uh, Devils on the 18th and then the Colorado Avalanche on the 20th, but not a lot of home games for the rest of the month. So they got to break this losing streak now. So that they can, like, we know they're awful on the road, but they're great at home. Like, this is just the time to do it against a team that's underperforming this season. Like, you have to do it now. Yeah, you got to get back on the horse. You have to. Um, Any final thoughts, my friend? Uh, Go blue, baby. Go blue. All right, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Um, Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.